For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome to Hot Off the Wire, a daily podcast that looks at the top news, business, sports, and entertainment stories as reported by the Associated Press. I'm Terry Lipschitz, Managing Editor of the National Newsroom at Lee Enterprises and your curator of news. Be sure to subscribe to Hot Off the Wire through Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss daily news updates. And now the latest headlines. This is AP News. I'm Rita Foley. There's word this morning the country singer Toby Keith has died. He was 62, known for his 20 number one billboard hits like this one. I ain't as good as I once was. He was diagnosed with stomach cancer in 2022 and died on Monday, surrounded by his family, according to a statement on his website, which says Toby Keith fought his fight with grace and courage. Britain's King Charles III has cancer and has begun outpatient treatment, says Buckingham Palace, but it's not saying what kind of cancer he has. Prime Minister Rishi Sunak says it was caught early. The AP's Sagar Magani. The palace says the 75-year-old Charles will keep working as head of state but suspend public duties while being treated without saying what form of cancer he has, only that it's unrelated to his recent enlarged prostate treatment. The mere fact that Charles has been open about his diagnoses is a departure from centuries of royal tradition. The palace says he wants to prevent speculation and help public understanding for all affected by cancer. Concerned about him. President Biden says he hopes to speak with the king, God willing. The palace says Charles is wholly positive about his treatment and looks forward to returning to public duty. Sagar Magani, Washington. Most of Southern California has been under flood watches, though that heavy rain is supposed to ease up. The National Weather Service's Bob Orovac. The rainfall amounts are not going to be quite as heavy as they have been, but still, with the ongoing flooding, any additional rain is not welcome. Secretary of State Antony Blinken is overseas, meeting Egyptian leaders as part of his efforts to get a ceasefire in the Israel-Hamas war in exchange for the release of hostages. This is AP News. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Grateful Dead has just set a record. They certainly weren't part of the Grammys excitement this weekend, but the Grateful Dead has broken a recording industry record. We got to find out that you are the eyes of the world. 
The Grateful Dead disbanded almost 30 years ago when frontman Jerry Garcia died, but they just broke the record for having the most top 40 albums that charted on the Billboard 200. That puts the dead ahead of Elvis Presley and Frank Sinatra at 59 albums. That milestone was just reached after their archival release, Dave's Picks Volume 49, debuted on the charts at number 25. The man who produced it, David Lemieux, says the loyalty and passion of deadheads pushed the band over the top. I'm Jackie Quinn. And I'm Rita Foley, AP News. The U.S. House is about to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. Today's planned vote is expected to be deeply partisan. House Republicans say Mayorkas has refused to comply with immigration laws, resulting in a record surge of immigrants at the U.S.-Mexico border, and that he has breached the public trust by his actions and comments. Democrats say the allegations are not true and are hardly grounds for impeachment. Record numbers of people have been arriving at the southern border, and they come from countries around the world. Many migrants are claiming asylum and are being conditionally released into the U.S., arriving in cities that are not equipped to provide housing and other services. Donna Water, Washington. Senate prospects for a bipartisan border policy bill appear dim right now. I'm Ben Thomas with the latest. On the Senate floor, Republican leader Mitch McConnell was downbeat. The gaping hole in our nation's sovereign borders on President Biden's watch is not going to heal itself. And the crater of American credibility after three years of the president's foreign policy will not repair itself either. But he also urged... It's now time for Congress to take action on supplemental national security legislation that finally meets those challenges head on. The $118 billion package would clamp down on illegal border crossings while also funding aid for Ukraine, Israel, and other U.S. allies. Later, however, behind closed doors, two people familiar with the meeting tell AP McConnell recommended Republican colleagues vote against the initial test vote scheduled for Wednesday. Senator John Thune, the number two-ranked Republican, said that would be too early for most GOP senators. Ben Thomas, Washington. Among Donald Trump's legal cases, perhaps his most important goes before the Supreme Court this week. On Thursday in Washington, the nation's highest court hears arguments over whether Trump can remain on the ballot in Colorado, where the state's Supreme Court ruled the Republican frontrunner had violated a constitutional provision, banning those who engage in insurrection from holding office. Gerard Melioka, an expert on the Bill of Rights, had just published research on Section 3 of the 14th Amendment when he watched the events of January 6, 2021 unfolding. In September of 2022, Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics succeeded in a legal test challenge against a county commissioner in New Mexico who was convicted of illegally entering the Capitol. Norma Anderson, a former Republican leader in the Colorado State House, is the lead plaintiff in the Supreme Court case. Colorado was chosen because state rules allowed a rapid challenge that could be fast-tracked to the state Supreme Court. The state of Maine has also barred Trump from the ballot under Section 3. That decision and Colorado's are on hold until the U.S. Supreme Court rules. Reaction from Trump supporters has been furious. Trump himself has decried them as election interference and anti-democratic. Jennifer King, Washington. The Justice Department wants to make changes to the rules that govern state-run victims' compensation programs after an AP investigation exposed racial disparity in many states. 
Thousands of Americans turn to state-run victim compensation programs after their families have been impacted by violent crime. The money goes for things like funerals, lost wages, therapy, and even crime scene cleanup. But AP reporter Claudia Lauer's investigation found white families were much more likely to be approved, citing these numbers last year from Delaware. Black victims made up for or accounted for less than half of the applications the state received, but they made up 63% of the denials the state handed out. And she says families were devastated by the rejection letters. This denial letter that was just cold, curt form letter that basically told them that their kids had caused their own murders. The Justice Department changes, if adopted, would bar states from considering a victim's criminal history and eliminate some of the subjective reasons that families can be denied. I'm Jackie Quinn. The Department of Justice says the First National Bank discriminated against people of color in North Carolina. For the last four years, the DOJ says the bank has been redlining against Black and Latino home buyers. The Justice Department says the First National Bank closed branches in majority-minority neighborhoods, failed to provide mortgage services to Black and Latino potential borrowers, and ignored entire neighborhoods for potential lending. The bank will pay $13.5 million to settle the charges, of which the majority will go into funding subsidized loans for Black and Latino borrowers in Charlotte and Winston-Salem. This is the 13th redlining case that the Biden administration has brought against banks since 2021. I'm Haya Panjwani. The family of young Black girls handcuffed and held at gunpoint by Colorado police has reached a financial settlement. Brittany Gilliam and the girls, ranging in age from 17 to 6 years old, were headed to get their nails done when pulled over by Aurora police officers who mistakenly believed her vehicle was stolen. Civil Rights Attorney David Lane. One by one, they put these kids face down on hot pavement in August. I was more scared than anything because all I could hear was their crying and their screams. Gilliam's lawsuit settled for $1.9 million alleged profound and systematic racism. And I fully will never understand it, but I will say I forgive them. I'm Norman Hall. A retired New York City firefighter who once stood at ground zero with then-President George W. Bush when he gave his famous 9-11 bullhorn speech has died. Bob Beckwith's wife says the retired firefighter died Sunday night in hospice after dealing with cancer in recent years. He was 91. Beckwith was at ground zero when President George W. Bush came by. The pair stood on top of a smashed fire truck. Bush with one arm around Beckwith, the other hand on a bullhorn as he addressed first responders digging through the World Trade Center rubble. In a statement, Bush said, I was proud to have Bob by my side at Ground Zero and privileged to stay in touch with this patriot over the years. When the terrorists attacked, Bob suited back up and, like so many brave first responders, raced toward the danger to save and search for others. The former president also said Beckwith's courage represented the defiant, resilient spirit of New Yorkers and Americans. Julie Walker, New York. South Carolina wants to resume executions, but the lawyers for four death row inmates are fighting it. 
While there's no moratorium on executions in South Carolina, the state hasn't performed one in nearly 13 years. There are 33 inmates on South Carolina's death row, and the attorneys for four of them plan to argue today that the state's old electric chair and a new firing squad are cruel and unusual punishments, and that a 2023 law meant to allow lethal injection to restart keeps secret too many details about the new drug and protocol used to kill prisoners. South Carolina Carolina says all three methods fit existing protocols. Grayson Lambert, a lawyer for Governor Henry McMaster's office, says that courts have never held that an execution has to be instantaneous or painless. South Carolina's current execution law requires inmates to be sent to the electric chair unless they choose a different method. I'm Donna Water. A union representing hospitality workers has reached a tentative agreement as the city of Las Vegas braces for Super Bowl week. Six hotel casinos in downtown Las Vegas have struck a deal with union members and called off another strike deadline. The Culinary Workers Union announced on Saturday that it's reached a tentative multi-year contract with The Golden Nugget, Binion's, Four Queens, Fremont, and Main Street. The agreement covers about 1,000 workers. It also reached a tentative agreement the next day with Downtown Grant, representing about 200 workers. This weekend's NFL 58th championship game is expected to bring about 330,000 people to the city, according to the Las Vegas Convention and Visitors Authority. I'm Haya Panjwani. AP Sports, I'm Chuck Freeman. On the first day of Super Bowl festivities, the Kansas City Chiefs made their desires clear about the upcoming Super Bowl on Sunday. Correspondent Greg Eklund reports. Kansas City Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes and tight end Travis Kelsey having teamed up for all four Super Bowl trips in the last five years took the stage on Super Bowl opening night. Though the Chiefs have won two championships in that span, the back-to-back titles have eluded them and Kelsey wants to change that. You'll hear me say this a lot, but I want this one more than I've ever wanted a, a Super Bowl in my life. And it's because of uh, the type of team we have, the people that we have in this thing, but also because that tier of uh, teams that have done it twice have uh, gone down in history as uh, some of the greats. Kelsey also says he needs to be part of another Vince Lombardi trophy to keep up with the number of Grammy Awards. His girlfriend, Taylor Swift, continues to win. Greg Eklund, Las Vegas. Commissioner Roger Goodell announced that the NFL will play a Friday game in the season's opening week for a first time in 54 years. Philadelphia will play a yet-to-be-named opponent in Sao Paulo, Brazil. The Washington Commanders have hired Cliff Kingsbury as their offensive coordinator, Joe Witt Jr. as their defensive coordinator. In the NBA on Monday night, Dallas went to Philadelphia and dominated, as Michael Luongo reports. The Mavericks took control in the second half to pick up 118-102, win over the 76ers. Dallas had a three-point lead going into the fourth quarter when they took control with a 15-3 run that was capped by a three-point basket by James Hardy. Kyrie Irving had a game-high 23 points after missing the previous six games with a right thumb sprain. Feels good to get that game out the way. I think I hit a few times, but hey, that's that's what comes with being out there ready to battle with guys. Uh, felt good to just get a rhythm. Kelly Oubre Jr. had 19 for the Sixers. Michael Luongo, Philadelphia. Steph Curry had 29 in Golden State's 109-98 win over Brooklyn. Anthony Davis, his third career triple-double, 26 points, 15 boards, 11 assists, leading the L.A. Lakers past Charlotte 124-118. Cleveland continues to win as David Schuster reports. Donovan Mitchell scored a game-high 29 points as the Cavaliers defeated the Kings 136-110. Mitchell has been on a tear of late, averaging 32 
22 points over his last five games, all victories. In fact, Cleveland has won six in a row and 14 of their last 15. Max Struess added 22 points, including six three-pointers, and overall the Cavs shot 23 of 41 from behind the arc, 56%. Harrison Barnes scored 22 for the Kings, who finished their long seven-game road trip at 5-2. and two. I'm David Schuster. The L.A. Clippers also had a long road trip, almost two weeks, and they finished it off in style. 149-144, winning over the Hawks in Atlanta. Kawhi Leonard, big down the stretch. He had 36 points. New Orleans defeated Toronto, 138-100. A light NHL schedule, but a good one at the Garden in New York, as Mike Mancuso reports. Alexei Lafreniere scored in overtime to lift the Rangers to a 2-1 win over Colorado in a battle of division leaders. Nathan McKinnon scored his 32nd in the first period for the Avalanche. Rangers goalie Jonathan Quick kept the game 1-0 with some terrific saves. I think a lot of the credit goes to the way we played defensively, and we kept the majority of the chances to the outside, and that's the structure we're going to need in order to win games down the stretch here. A Terry Panarin with his 31st tied it for the home team midway through the third. Avs goalie Alexander Georgiev was also impressive with 28 saves. Mike Mancuso, New York. The New York Islanders defeated Toronto 3-2. A former number two overall pick in the MLB draft is signing a record contract in Kansas City. Correspondent Gethin Kubal has the details. The Kansas City Royals and shortstop Bobby Witt Jr. have agreed to the longest contract in franchise history, an 11-year pact that includes three years of team options that could keep the rising star with the ball club through the 2037 season. The financial terms were not immediately available. The 23-year-old Witt became the first player in Royals history to enter the 30-30 club last year when he hit 30 home runs and stole 49 bases. The only other American League shortstop to accomplish that feat by Witt's age was Alex Rodriguez in 1998. I'm Geffen Kuhlbach. College basketball at upset. Kansas State beat rival number four Kansas 75-70 in overtime. Tyler Perry, eight of his 26 in the OT for the Wildcats. And the top three in college basketball's poll remains the same, UConn, Purdue, and North Carolina. Chuck Freeman, AP Sports. For the first time, the NBA will play on glass. Part of All-Star Weekend in Indianapolis, including the entire All-Star Saturday night lineup, will be played on a state-of-the-art full-video LED court that will be installed at Lucas Oil Stadium, the league said Monday. That means the skills competition, the three-point contest, the slam dunk competition, and the shooting matchup between Stephen Curry and Sabrina Unescu will take place on the glass floor on February 17th. The actual All-Star game itself on February 18th will remain on a wooden court. A Belichick is being hired for a football coaching job in 2024 after all. Steve Belichick has agreed to be the defensive coordinator for new coach Jed Fish at Washington, a source tells the Associated Press. The son of NFL coaching great Bill Belichick will take a role in college for the first time following 12 seasons working on the staff of the New England Patriots with his dad. Steve Belichick was the defensive play caller for the Patriots for the past five seasons. He has also been a secondary safeties and outside linebackers coach with New England. I'm Geffen Kuhlbach. I'm Terry Lipschitz, thanking you for listening. Audio provided by the Associated Press. Music is by Skill Cell and provided through Pixabay. Be sure to subscribe to Hot Off the Wire on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early 
so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.